재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 As we start approaching the weekend, every week we start thinking about how you can spend your free time, hopefully you've got some over the weekend, more creatively. And we present this feature called TOS on TBS, in which TOS stands for Time Out Soul, a magazine full of ideas that you can find around town. One of the editors is with me, as usual, Hannah Yoon. She's going to bring us uh, some guidelines for enjoying St. Patrick's Day and also multiculturalism in general in the city of Seoul. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? Thank you for coming in. I know you got a little bit of uh, one of those spring colds today. I can hear it in your yeah. voice. So um, I'm on a lot of medication and my voice sounds, obviously, it sounds like this. <laughs> we'll get through this, I promise. I'll do yeah. most of the talking, perhaps. So yeah, we've got St. Patrick's Day, which is the 700-pound mm. gorilla. Uh, but we're going to use that to back into the broader topic right. of ways to you know, enjoy other cultures here in Seoul. You didn't wear green. Oh, my God. Today is the official St. Patrick's right. Day, isn't it? Oh I, oh, I didn't wear green either. <laughs> what are you thinking? Come on. I know. Oh, I, I was so sick. I forgot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Okay. So w- w- let's save our St. Patrick's ideas for the very last. Mm-hmm. And instead, uh, let's start with uh, just some other cool multicultural things to explore around town. Where, where would you go if you want to try something new, something different? Uh, well, I think there are a variety of options, but why I wanted to work on this particular feature for the magazine is, you know, we often talk about like Italian, French, you know, maybe even bordering on Chinese, but we don't, we normally, when we talk about multiculturalism, we don't normally talk about like um, Southeast Asia or, you know, Russia as much mm-hmm. as in Korea. Kind of stick with the, the old favorites, right, the comfortable right. multicultural ones, but mm-hmm. we don't go too far afield. Um, but, you know, uh, while doing this, there's so much out there and, like, you know, multiculturalism is so much broader than what we normally English speakers might be familiar with. And uh, one of those things that is really big here is um, the Filipino market and mm. the Filipino community here. Love it. Um, have you been to mm-hmm. the Philippines? Recently, mm. yeah. Oh, just really? uh, within the last month or two. Mm. Uh, let's see. They When does it start? It starts around noon, right? Oh, the Filipino market? Mm. Actually, this was a little contestable because some sources, when we called, said that they start at 9 and some said that they start at 10. I think it starts coalescing at 9. Right. Uh, in my experience, it's over near Heiwa Station, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a gigantic church over there where, the, where a lot of the Filipino community goes. Right. So if you really want the sweet spot, um, you should probably go between like noon and three mm-hmm. because the worship services start pouring out around three or so okay. and it gets real crowded, mm-hmm. which is great. If you want to interact with tons of Filipinos, wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you want a good shot at getting a seat at one of the, um, <laughs> the food booths, uh-huh. you might want to go like around two or so. Okay, well, you're much more of an expert <laughs> at it than me. Well, I, just because I've been uh-huh. there so recently, I uh-huh. went with a Filipino friend, and um, we sat down and had all of these. There's this wonderful sort of street food there. Uh-huh. They've got uh, stations where they're cooking lumpia, which is, I think, the um, fried noodles. Right. And they've got pork and uh, adobo and all that stuff. And <laughs> all kinds of Filipino products, like rum, for sale. Have you had balut? I, I have had balut, balut before in my life. Yes, that uh, is uh, that's one of the sort of higher threshold cultural experiences. Right. Uh, that's a bit challenging. Have you had it? Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, it's the boiled fertilized duck egg. It's basically a duck right. egg where the egg has begun to become a duck chick. 
Uh-huh. And so you, you crack it, uh-huh. you bite into it, and you have a little duck chick that you are basically eating there. So that's, that's not for the <laughs> faint-hearted. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, you know, it's not the worst-tasting thing in the world, but I can understand if people are a little bit um, shy about eating that particular thing. Yeah, you can get balut there. You can get uh, all kinds of egg rolls, things mm-hmm. like that. I think when we talk about multicultural markets in Seoul, this is often the one that's brought up. Mm-hmm. And you have this idea that, well, at least I had the idea that it was this gigantic Damdemun style market. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly that. It is just like a few vendors. Um, but I think what's really great is like you were talking about the Filipino community coming out together. Yeah. Um, and I, actually one of the banks in their area, I found out while doing this, they actually open on Sundays because they realize a lot of uh, people, Filipino or people that work here don't necessarily get any weekday time off. Yeah. So they open on Sundays for um Members of the Filipino market. Sure, to come and it's out. a very it's a, a very festival kind of atmosphere, mm-hmm. and everybody's kicked back and enjoying. You know, one of the nice things about the market is that you can get uh, what is it called, Red Horse beer, uh, which is a really nice right, Filipino right. beer. Uh-huh. You can buy a bottle of that uh, nice. Um, uh, what is it called? Tanduai rum. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's really good stuff from the Philippines, and you can bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you get all of these it- Filipino fish products and things like that. Yeah, it's missing the beach atmosphere, I think. Missing the beach atmosphere, that's right. Uh They can't import the uh, seashore, but uh, (laughs) they can recreate the Philippines pretty nicely on that sidewalk there. Well, if you're into... If you're into Philippine culture, uh, there's also a Filipino artist named Leslie de Chavez Mm -hmm. who's having an exhibition at the Arario Gallery until May 1st. Cool. So uh, it kind of shows maybe the darker realities of the Philippines and like the sunnier side that we were just talking about with the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, But he actually was a resident artist at the Arario Gallery (laughs) uh, for five years. And then, um, oh, since 2006, actually. So he actually came back to Korea, and now there's uh, 15 pieces of his paintings, sculptures, and installations on at the Arario Gallery. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. So you get the full Filipino experience here in Seoul with art, and uh, then head over to the market to pick up some products and some food. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, more multicultural offerings here in Seoul? Uh, so the next one that I want to talk about is Gwangidong. Okay. Uh-huh. Have you been? Is that sort of in Dongdaemune yeah, area? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's like stepping into a little two or three block Russia. Yes. Because um, there's all kinds of signs up. Well, first I thought it would be all completely Russian, but it's actually a lot of Central Asia, you know, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and then a whole bunch of Mongolian options sure. as well. But I'm particularly uh, into uh, Russian things right now because I just made a new Russian friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So my friend, uh, I have a British friend, and he met this Russian girl, and now she's here in Korea. And I realized it's the first time for me to meet, like, a very local Russian person. Because Mm -hmm. I think all the Russian friends I had previously were, like, very academic and well-traveled. But she hasn't really left outside of Russia much. So hearing her impressions of Korea have been very interesting for me in the past few days. Very cool. Uh Yeah, and I guess what I meant before was you see a lot of Cyrillic uh, mm-hmm. Signs, which mm-hmm. is used in other countries besides right, right. Russia. So yeah, it is called like sometimes called the Little Russia, Little Russia. of Seoul. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so I think here, you know, um, if you go to other quote unquote foreign neighborhoods, you you kind of see it. Like Seoul is very 
um, noticeably kind of French, French. But here, I think in Gwangidong, it's more like individual store after another store. And then once you go into the store, you kind of have this feeling that, oh, it's like Russia or it's like Mongolia, or they sell these products. Mm. Um, so there are like little stores and boutiques and right, things where and you restaurants can buy real cafes. Russian stuff. Right. Um, there's a very famous uh, Russian restaurant in this neighborhood. And, you know, if you want to know the name of that one, you can check out our website. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I think when we went there, we went like on a Thursday at four o'clock or something. It's a good time to go. Yeah, and you know, there were like these crowds of people drinking in there already and having this uh, Russian-style skewered meat. I think it's called shashlik. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> but if you're a Russian and listening to this program, please forgive me because I cannot pronounce... Tweet your anger to <laughs> at koreascape.com. Yeah, um... Shashlik, I think, sounds right to me as well. Uh-huh. But the, the cool thing about these—I yeah, mean, cool thing—the interesting thing about these crowds is that um, you know, they they drink vodka a bit more casually than uh-huh, the right, usual person. Right. Um, so by six o'clock, you may find yourself dancing in a circle with uh, a bunch <laughs> of people. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. Oh, uh, so it looks—you know—they look like they were having a lot of fun, and I think they were like Russian, Korean. But the shashlik is like. Uh, kind of has a charcoal feeling to mm-hmm, the meat, mm-hmm. and sometimes you eat it with a whole lot of vegetables, and um, you wrap it in bread. Sometimes, yeah. Um, I'm very curious to go here with my new Russian friend, Marsha, and check the authenticity, right? Right, because you know um, there are these like Russian style carrots, which I always thought was Russian salad, but I was looking it up earlier, and, and then when you Google it, it's called Russian. Korean style Russian salad. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that, you know, the sliced pickled carrots, I didn't know that it was more like of a Korea thing. So maybe it's more like jajangmyeon, where like it's Chinese food, but it's Koreanized. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a Russian friend who made the nicest Russian brunch one time. Uh-huh. She had like salad, like you described. Right. And she had like different kinds of fish and pickles and ah. all of this stuff. I think she even had this grilled meat you were talking about, shashlik. Oh, but I didn't know fish was big in Russia. Yeah, there uh-huh. was, um, I think, like sturgeon and uh, oh, okay. sort of like cold fish. Mm-hmm. But I'm no expert. Well, it was very interesting. And I'm going to tell like a 30-second story because I took my the my new Russian friend really said she wanted to eat sushi hmm. because sushi is all the rage in Russia nowadays, she told me. So I took her to eat like an authentic kind of Japanese sushi place. And she's like, oh, my God, is this fish cooked? And I said, no, it's raw fish. (laughs) And she's like, oh, but in Russia, we always cook the fish at sushi restaurants. And I was like, oh, but then it's not sushi. And it's not sushi. Well, technically, Uh I suppose you could have a sushi roll with a cooked thing like eel or shrimp or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You're missing out on the real good ones. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to go to a Russian restaurant with her. Um, You know, there are also the meat pies called samsa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's also at a lot of Uzbek restaurants as well, which, you know, there are a lot of Uzbek restaurants here and then at one particular uh, Mongolian place in this neighborhood uh, you can get Mongolian style dumplings and at the restaurant we actually saw every single table had ordered the dumplings and we tried it and it was very good it's like um it's like the size of my fist Mm. Um, it's like a wang mandu size. Right, kinda. right. Mm. And filled with meat and it's very juicy inside. Uh, to me, the Mongolian food felt a little bit more familiar. Like a like, northern Asian yeah. kind of feel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really fun to go there to try something different. Mm-hmm. And you know, while being in Korea, try something, um, you know, 
a little bit out of the ordinary. Definitely. Like, it's definitely out of the comfort zone of a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, borscht, I guess, is what people know about uh, in right. terms of, you know, beet, cold beet soup mm-hmm. with a little sour cream in it. Yeah. The, the, the cool thing to do is to go into one of these restaurants in Little Russia, point to, you know, find some table where there's actual Russians there. Just point, <laughs> point and say, give me what they're having. And uh-huh. usually you'll, you'll, you'll work, it'll work out good for you. Yeah. Uh, I think I did that last time I was in Busan because there's also a Russian district in Busan as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, cool. And uh, usually um, n- no eyelids are lifted when you order vodka at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem. Hey, that's what we drink. So, the big enchilada, <clears throat> as it were, this weekend right. and today, if right. you want to be exact about it, is uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. So are you doing anything, Hannah? Uh, I'm working until probably midnight. And I'm a little bit afraid because, you know, I work in Itaewon. And usually when it's like Halloween or any Mm -hmm, kind mm -hmm. of um, foreign-related holiday, the neighborhood gets so loud, Mm. um, which is great, but, you know, not so great. Many, many bars doing uh, St. Patrick's Day Mm -hmm. celebrations tonight. Not so great if you're in the office trying to concentrate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. So um, if we want to do slightly more than um, just drink uh, two gallons of green beer, what would we be doing for St. Patrick's Day culturally here? um, Well, there is the big St. Patrick's Day parade, and that's organized by the Irish Association. And I think one thing that's interesting for me is I've been here seven years. And I remember in the beginning, actually, I worked in TBS and we interviewed the Irish ambassador at the time. And... um, Kind of seeing, and I remember him talking about, you know, the growth of the festival. And even since then, how much it's exploded. Because now, um, I think last year, there were 5,000 people that went to the festival last year. Wait, now, are you talking about a parade or a festival, or both? Uh, festival slash parade. And, and mm. whereabouts do they parade around? Uh, it's in Shindorim at D-Cube City. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's going to take place uh, this Saturday at the 19th. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, an outdoor festival kind of thing? Yes, yes. It's, it is outdoors. Um, what what happens is, you know, there are performances, um, a lot of people coming in. You know, kill, children can get their face painted. Oh, cool. And, you know, Shamrocks and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you right? can have like kind of communal dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year's festival, uh, there's, <clears throat> uh, it's called Great Fun Music and Friendship. Uh I'm not going to try to pronounce that any other way. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've probably got some Celtic phrase in yeah, front of you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish my friend Maggie were here. She, oh, I'm very ashamed that I cannot pronounce this. That's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Celtic is not uh, a talent that many people have, including <laughs> myself. And the festival is decked out in green. Um, you know, they have traditional Irish music, fusion music, dancing and dances. Um, you know, I think music is really big for the Irish community here. Um, some local acts that will be performing are Sunshine, Radio Gaga, and Pentasonic. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Pentasonic. I haven't heard of those others. Are those all uh, fusion or Irish acts or both? Oh, uh, no. I think they're more like local bands Local here. bands. Uh, maybe they will be performing uh, special Irish music, but I, I can't be sure of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Pentasonic... Uh, oh, well, they, you know why I know Pentasonic? It's because uh, they played on one of our shows at one point. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. they played at HBC Fest a few times, which is why I remember them. They're great. Uh, they're a lot of fun to see. Um, and, of course, like... 
the Irish community is really big with music. Actually, when I made a music documentary for TBS, um, we interviewed so many Irish people. And one way for them to really connect and kind of remember their hometown was to be involved in music. So um, I think it's... It's a lot of fun, mm. but of course, it is very crowded, um, and it gets more and more crowded every year. So I think the trick is to show up a little early if you want. Is this one of those things where you have to sort of stake out some territory with your towel or blanket or whatever? Yes, I think there are some seats there, but it is good to uh, stake out early. Mm. I really dig good uh, Irish <clears throat> music, you know, a mm. four or five piece band, guitar, that uh-huh, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and the lyrics to Irish songs are, are hilarious usually, and they have <laughs> like some interactivity with the uh-huh. crowd. And when they, if they can get some cloggers up there, which I'm, you know, kind of river dance mm-hmm. type stuff, mm-hmm. that I'm sure they're going to pull together for this festival. I'm sure there's going to be a stage or two up there. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll head out there. Are you going to head out there? Uh, I'm a little Somebody, sick. <laughs> you're a little sick. You're going to be under the blankets. Uh, and I might have. be working. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they actually give out really great prizes for the raffles here. Uh, and they actually have a Send Me to Ireland contest, uh, which is in association with some other companies. Yeah. But um, Send Me to Ireland contest. That sounds right. awesome. And, you know, like, you know, you think like kind of most of these places don't have such big prizes, but here they actually send you to Ireland. You get two weeks tuition at a language school there and you get to you get the actual round trip tickets to Ireland. Oh, very cool. Uh And this one has already passed. But when when it's nearing St. Patrick's Day next year, this is like the the Irish version of Hallyu sort of bring you to (laughs) Ireland and educate you as to how to pronounce everything. If you were to win that, you'd be able to pronounce that phrase that yeah. you, um, I haven't the slightest idea. I can see it now on your on your paper. It's uh, C-R-A-I-C, Craig Kael Agus Cerdas. Uh, great fun music and friendship. Right. If any of you out there can speak Celtic and you want to <laughs> tweet in the actual pronunciation of that. We're going to have like angry Russian and Irish listeners. That's okay. We're an equal opportunity offender when it comes to mangling people's languages. So uh, this Irish Association Festival out in Shindorim, uh, it will be on Saturday. Starts roughly when? Midday or morning? Uh, around 1 p.m. and then runs until 6. Oh, that's relatively short. Right. And I think a lot of crowds, yeah, head to Itaewon where are, there are like the after parties and such. After parties. Mm-hmm. Starting even tonight, because tonight is, today is the official uh, St. Patrick's Day. Right. So there are bars plenty in, mm-hmm. um, in Itaewon, especially the Irish themed bars. I would imagine they right. will have some music acts and things mm-hmm. like that. And if anyone knows where to get good soda bread, please let me know. Oh, I can bake that for God's oh, sake. Oh, really? I'll bake you some sometime. Okay. Yeah, my grandma used to make them. My grandma. <laughs> Uh, my great-grandma was an Irish immigrant to the United oh, States. Uh-huh. So we have uh, a few things uh, running in our family. Yeah. Um, so the Irish community is quite big here. Um, and there is also the Soul Gales Club. So that's the Gaelic uh, football and hurling club. Right? What's hurling? Uh, I think it's a type of sport, but, you know, <laughs> you're you're asking the wrong it's person. It's not curling. So football and hurling. Yes. I don't know what hurling is other than uh, a meaning that I don't it's, think applies here. I've looked at a lot of photos, and mostly it just seems like football. So also, if you know what hurling is, please uh, call us and let us know. And if you'd like to explore what hurling is, the Seoul Gales Club. Uh, I imagine they do more than just uh, play football. Gaelic football, though. We're not talking about football, football, like mm-hmm. soccer. We're talking about something more akin, I would imagine, to, to rugby, right? Right. 
Oh, I think it's pretty intense sport. <laughs> no doubt. So the life of, uh, you know, the, the, this is St. Patrick's Day, the patron saint of Ireland. Right. Uh, basically, what was St. Patrick's was the, St. Patrick's was the one that chased the snakes out of Ireland. Isn't that right? Um, Do I have that right? I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, uh, I mean, I think it's a little bit different here, and I think, um, well, not not that particular story, but just St. Patrick's Day, it's kind of it's fun to see kids react to it. And, you know, like, I think a lot of kids learning English in Korea, they have a very, um, you know, it's hard for them to grasp non-American holidays, mm-hmm. I think. So I think teaching St. Patrick's Day to kids here is quite fun. And I remember having a lot of fun learning about it when I was growing up in the States. One multicultural mm-hmm. experience I have not had yet here in Seoul, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You said Sore Mal. Uh-huh. Like uh, Sore is kind of a French area, right? Right. So um, what I've, n- I've not gone there. Is it, is it actually worth it? Have you been? Uh, you know, I personally don't really like hanging out in the neighborhood, but only because it's kind of far for me, mm. and I don't really hang out in the Gangnam area. But I do have a great suggestion for something there quite soon that I will talk about. Oh no, on you can't leave program. me dangling like that. <laughs> what is it? Food or is it? Oh, uh, it's a food-related thing. Um, I think very soon I'm going to be talking about social dining, which is a new thing that I just tried. For oh, dining. is this where you uh, you don't necessarily know the people, but you link up through right, social right, apps? Right. That sounds really fun. Actually. So I'm going to be talking about that sometime soon. That in the ties program. in really well with this whole you know living alone thing that we've been talking right. about. This. Oh, and I wanted to say when you guys were mentioning that we actually have um, we have like a list of like restaurants and bars you can eat and drink alone at on our timeout site. Another plug um, for so, timeout. So yeah. check out the website <laughs> um, when you want to eat barbecue alone or something like. You know, you can check out the site for that. You know, the reason I ask about mm-hmm. Soremal is because French restaurants seem to be so well distributed throughout mm-hmm. all of Seoul mm-hmm. uh, that I question whether it's right. necessary to even go to a certain part of town for it anymore. Uh, they have amazing bread. It's kind of like a concentration of these great restaurants mm-hmm. and such. Uh, when we when we released this, one one person kind of like wrote on our page for this, like, oh, how come you are missing Soremar? But I did write this intro that it was more supposed mm-hmm. to be about the communities that we're less familiar with. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that'll wrap up TOS on TBS for today. Hope you enjoy your St. Patrick's Day and uh, yeah, the... Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Everybody's Irish this weekend. Thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. And that'll bring today's edition of Koreascape to a close. Remember to follow us on Facebook or on Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. Our library is on demand at tbsefm.soul.kr or head over to iTunes and search Koreascape. You'll find our podcast. Tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. We're going to launch Talking Tourism. We'll see you then.